I mean, the hip hop shows are true to who I like, true to me, and like I enjoy doing them, especially because like more often than not, I have a, a heavy hand in putting them together. Welcome back to the Late Late Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mason Real Life. Um, this week's episode is a pretty interesting one. I know I say this quite a bit, but we like to kind of like up it every week, right? Yep. So I'm super excited to have uh, Frank Mack on. How's it going? Good, good. So first off, before we dive in, because I have some questions. Before we dive in, you want to uh, tell the viewers a little bit, of, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Just uh, just a local producer, hip hop producer, uh, local DJ. Um, basically, anything involved with hip hop for sure, but all all genres in Fredericton. Uh, I kind of, you know, dabble in. Uh, so yeah, that's just kind of what I do: make music, make beats, um, DJ, uh, take care of artists, whatever they need. Right. So, so how long have you been in the industry? Uh, I've been I've been uh, I, I was writing I was writing rhymes in grade ten. So I don't know what year that would have been. That would have been 2011, 2010, uh, 2011. Um, and then I just was like, I'm going to start making beats. And that's kind of where I kind of, I guess, got in the industry mm-hmm. was by making beats, showing out to shows. Uh, so over 10 years now. That's good stuff. Yeah. So when you first started, like, do you find like the making the beats kind of like open the door to be producer because you're that's what you are right yep okay yeah, yeah. I, I was researching you and i wasn't like i was like man it says all these other things I yeah, was like, yeah and you just said dj producer yeah. and stuff like yeah, that yeah. right so that's do you mainly like identify as a producer or are you just all that like identify as all of it uh well there's like i guess there's layers to it because like as a dj like i also try and take on the artist uh, side more than like the DJ moniker because mm-hmm. I find when people put DJ in front of your name it kind of gets like you get pigeonholed mm-hmm. but like I do a lot of stuff in my sets that are just like I'm not just like playing the songs like I'm doing a lot of stuff right yeah uh, so like as a producer that's it, as a producer it's a different lane too so I'm making beats I'm taking care of artists I'm doing that stuff um, and then I'll also engineer as well so like I'll record guys uh, or people I'll, I'll cut records for them I'll do whatever they need uh, so there's kind of like a multi-layer yeah. different, but it's it's hard to like, they do kind of bleed into each other, but I do try and keep them separate sometimes because like okay. the stuff that I be DJing, oops, <laughs> it's all my bad. It's that insulin alarm. <laughs> um, the stuff that I be DJing, it's like not the same stuff that I, I'll produce, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I kind of also have to have two brains going or two different styles, right? Yeah, because it's two different like, well... Uh, what's the word I'm thinking? Of? My brain's not working yeah, already. Yeah. That's horrible. It's all good. I'm gonna jump to the questions. Though. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. <laughs> so, um, what got you into music? Like, what was the first kind of like? I was always into music, just like listening from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you know, my family was was into music. Dad, you know, used to DJ a little bit back in the '80s. Um, music was always in the house, um, so I kind of got into it, just listening to it all the time. 
Uh, it was a bit of a coping mechanism through a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where, where it grew from. And then it just, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, just kind of grew into like me wanting to make music. And then uh, here I am now, right? So it's good stuff. Yeah. So I was scrolling. This question ain't on here. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not really a, not a question. It's more like a observation for myself. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling through your Instagram and I noticed like there was a photo of your setup or whatever. And yeah. it was, you had a wall of vinyl. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. So you a collector or is it Oh, like, big time. So big like time. when you dj obviously nowadays it's all digital right yeah but like have you ever oh yeah, like yeah. spun records yeah, yeah that's how yeah. it started like i started okay. doing vinyl sets at the cap okay um and then they asked me to do the club uh the club the phoenix the old phoenix yeah and uh that's basically how i got into like the digital side of djing it was like okay well i can't just be playing you know what i have on record because what i have on record yeah. is like soul funk jazz you know uh break beats things yeah. of that nature uh, so it's not necessarily stuff you want to hear at the club. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Right? That's cool though. So yeah, but yeah, I got yeah. It's it's a little excessive. I I had to downsize quite a bit because I every time you move, man, it's like it's crazy. Like I lost count. I stopped counting. I just like yeah. It's over. I don't even want to say number, but it's, it's just, crazy. It's a lot. It's a wall. It's a wall of records. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have like one of them like little wooden crates you can buy at like Walmart. Yep. That's what's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I don't know. All my stuff is all like dollar records, like little cheap sample records. So it's not like, you know, it's not curated by any means or like, yeah. you know, if I could downsize it to just the records I listen to, it'd be a lot smaller. Yeah. I just have a hard time letting go. Right. No, for sure. Yeah. Especially vinyl. Like I just find everything sounds better. Right. More old school. Like, yep. like even VHS is in like watching a movie on a VHS is just yep. so warm. Or something and, I'm, to I'm, it. and I'm guessing we're roughly the same age. Yep. So like, yeah, yeah. The whole like nostalgic feel of it, right? Yep. Um, I don't know if you remember betas, but then things were they're like the smaller VHSs. They were like this big. No. Yeah. So, well, I, the only reason I know them yeah, is yeah. because my family had a bunch. Okay. And yeah, yeah. they were from the eighties. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I had a little Ferrari that was the the beta player. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like just sitting there. Uh, what was it? Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Okay. I watched that movie over and over. <laughs> it was such a bad movie for a kid to watch, too. It was, okay. like, it was yeah, one yeah. of the movies. That's, you don't show your kid this movie. No. Um, so, like, from when you started to, like, now, do you find, like, the, the scene has, like, changed, like, a bit? Oh, definitely. Yeah? In definitely. a good way? Or? Uh, good way, for sure. Yeah. Um, like, when I got into it, it was kind of going through a bit of a lull um, in terms of, like, what was being made. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it kind of had its high point, you know, early two thousands, like you had, uh, first words, you had, uh, Monarch, um, fact, those guys that just like, were taking it really to new heights or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, life happens, things kind of, kind of slowed down the, like the, what, from what I heard was like promoters really were like the, the thorn in the side of the scene, yeah. uh, just because sometimes you get, you know, you get some BS that happens with rap shows. Uh, and venues started getting tired of that mm-hmm. and it just kind of died out for a bit. Uh, and when I came in, like there were some younger guys doing it as well. Um, but the shows were kind of like really light, you know, people weren't putting music out. So, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely gotten better. It's post pandemic for sure. Yeah. Post pandemic has gotten a lot better. And I think that's just like, uh, it's to everybody's credit, just wanting to work together. Yeah. Um, and not just be so dog eat dog. So yeah. do you find it like, I'm just kind of going off the whole, like, with photography, for instance, like, the industry's fairly toxic yeah. in the sense of, like, it's, like, 
you're always trying to be better than the other, right? And sure. like, see, I feel like we should all work together. Like, I kind of yep. agree with like the whole, like the photo that was posted earlier, where it's like a bunch of yous, right? Yep. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna actually jump down a couple Go questions. So, um, is that like a nudge at something that's happening? No, I, I, as far as I know, no. Uh, it as far as I know, it was just uh, just the photographers wanted to get some guys together okay. and recreate like the double XL shoots. Yeah. Um, freshman class shoots and uh that's kind of what came of it i don't know i mean we're like i'm working with all of them individually mm -hmm. but in terms of like a big project together with that group i don't i don't know of anything i think it'd be pretty interesting it'd be cool though let's hope the right people hear this right <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we'll make it like full double xl do a cipher and everything yeah i think yeah i'm sure there's more to it that i may not know yet but i'm sure they'll let me know <laughs> that's for sure um, so the past projects that you worked on that you really enjoyed, like, I mean, to the point that like, if, if you had to tell somebody like, you know, this is a project, if you had, how do I word this? If you had pro, if you had to tell somebody like to hire you, right. And you wanted to show them a project that you did, yep. like what would be that project, that past project be? Um, probably there's a couple that come to mind immediately. Um, there was a song I put out with, uh, my guy Liam, his name is uh, Lenny Lizgar, yeah, and Monarch. Um, that was called Straight Nasty, and like that was like that was like really just like a good period of, for me where I was like I made a crazy beat, I gave it to him, he spit crazy rhymes, got it to Monarch, he spit crazy rhymes, and we just finished it, shot the video during COVID, um, put it out, and like immediately people loved it. Like mm -hmm. anybody that I talk to here in the scene loves that song. Um, and always, you know, they'll, they'll chant it or whatever, or they'll, they'll call for it at shows. So like, that's like, for me, that's a big project that I'm like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, another song that I had a, a hand in that I really like, it, uh, really enjoyed. It was recently, it was, um, these guys in Montreal, uh, Joe Dolo and Mr. Severe. Okay. Um, it's called drug music. Yeah. Um, I made the beat for them. I made the beat a while back and then I finally got it in their hands and, uh, they made a crazy song with it, and they recently played it at uh, Metro Metro, okay, the rap festival in Montreal. Yeah. So that was like crazy to see, just like, you know, ten thousand people just going crazy for for these guys, and yeah. they're playing a beat that I made. That's yeah. It was pretty wicked to see, right? So that's probably the two I that come listened, to mind. I listened to that one and I liked it. Okay. That was good. Yeah. 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 And I'm not a big like like rap. Like, yeah, yeah. I like hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. But like rap is like a, a you know a special taste. Yep. Either you like it or you don't. Yep. There's certain certain songs like the ciphers that Matt and all them did. For sure, for sure. I just I vibe with them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like how that'd be a pretty exciting feeling. Now that I think about that, it was like, wild. Like I tried. I tried to go down there for it. Yeah. Um. It just didn't work out. Uh. But it was a crazy feeling just to see them post that video, and it was just like yeah. something you had a hand in making, yeah. and then it's just like big yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a pretty big pretty big show like oh festival. yeah yep yeah yeah they were opening for Lil Wayne so that was pretty okay, crazy so it's yeah that's, oh yeah <laughs> that's a good size then yeah um do you have any up-and-coming projects that you can you can uh, talk about? yeah well projects are weird for me man because it's like I, the way I work with people is like they'll reach out to me and then I'll get them like a batch of beats in, in folders mm -hmm. so like something could come down the pipe that I don't even like know about until yeah. it's like ready to go um but in terms of like me I do have something I'm working on. Um, 
and it's like super it's in the infant stages right now but it's it's called frank and friends okay so it's just gonna be a bunch of my beats and then a bunch of a bunch of the homies just rapping on my my beats oh that's cool um so that's gonna be really cool so like right now like in the summer i'm djing a bunch Mm -hmm. uh working during the day a bunch so i don't have time to do studio sessions but i do have time at home to make the beats yeah so i've been spending the summer just like working on the beats making the beats saving which ones i want to i want to work with yeah uh, and then I'll probably, yeah, I'll probably start trimming it back in the fall and booking studio sessions with guys once things slow down. So is that something that you're going to make into like, uh, I don't even know, do you post on, um, like, do you have a Spotify account where you post? Nah, cause I, it, nothing's been under like my name. Everything's kind of been just like a beat that I sold to somebody. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, so no, I don't have, I don't have one of those just yet. Okay. So this Frank and friends thing, is this yeah. like something that might be like. The oh, first yeah. thing to kind of step on to yeah, Spotify. Yeah. yeah, that'll be the thing that I put, like, it'll be under an artist's name for sure. Yeah, that's yep. that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe, like, a solid album, like a vinyl? Maybe. I mean, man, it <laughs> I don't, it's crazy expensive to put stuff on, on record. It is, yeah. Um, it's just there's not enough pressing plants. Um, and you just, get a send away so far. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's crazy. So we'll see. We'll, yeah. I mean, you know, I might I might get get some grant money or something. I don't know. Uh, we'll get that figured out, but I'm really just trying to like really take the, the summer to make the beats, mm-hmm. fall to record it, and then really start trimming everything back for a release in the winter so that we can re- I can release it in the spring. Okay. So like I said, we're 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 a ways out. Like you said, infant stage. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that though. That sounds it's gonna be fun. Yeah. There's a couple things recorded already. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple songs that like I've done with guys that have just been sitting on hard drives that we're gonna redo. Um, but yeah, it's ready to ready to get going it's exciting yeah um so kind of like changing gears i guess yeah uh something that, what's something that you could tell if you could tell your 13 year old self right i always like this question because it's always i mean obviously it's different for everybody but yeah. it gets a little more deeper right so what's something that you would tell your 13 year old self um now if you could um probably just it'll all make sense someday okay we'll be fine you know um like, yeah, you're going to have adversities and things are going to come your way, but you just got to weather them um, and it'll all work out. You know, it'll all make sense because sometimes things come your way. You don't know why. And they just feel like, you know, a bunch of shit happening to you. But you just have to, like, weather through it. And then those things will, will show why they happened eventually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It all makes sense. I yeah. like that. I like that. I'm just going to check this real quick. Uh, that's the worst thing ever when you're recording something and yeah, it just yeah. stops and you're still yeah, talking yeah. away. I always have to look at this red light. Too. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, okay, it's still on. Yeah. Um, so you've worked with some like crazy artists, some pretty cool people. Uh, just yeah, local. Like I mean, local. I, yeah, I, yeah. I look at Matt like as a crazy yep. artist. You know, like this, yeah, yeah. Um, like Monarch. Yeah. Like I worked with with Jared when he, he was over here. Oh, nice. Right, right on. Jared and I know each other pretty good, and yep. he's coming on the podcast podcast actually this month oh nice so i'm super yeah. super hyped about yeah, that yeah um but from people that you've worked with or whatever people you want to work with right like who's someone you'd want to work with that's like dead or alive that would be your your go-to type thing uh jeez um that's a hard question to answer because like i've got all kinds of people that i would want to work with mm-hmm. I just don't know like what that would look like. Um, but from a producer standpoint, like a beat maker standpoint, 
um, I'd love to just sit in on like a Mad Lib session or something, like just watching him make beats, watching him do his thing. I don't even want him to be involved. I could just, I just want to watch, you know what I mean? Be a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. That's probably the big thing. Like in terms of like working with people, um, it's a hard thing to say because like I meet new people all the time that I like immediately gravitate to and, and want to focus all my energy on. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about answering that. I don't know. But like I said, from a from a producer standpoint, probably yeah. Mad Lib, probably just watching him do his thing, um, just being a sponge and soaking up <laughs> knowledge, right? For sure, for sure. It is a hard question to answer, though. It I'm is. I'm gonna come back to it. Think about it. All right, I will. And then maybe at the end, we'll just you know, it right. pops in your head or whatever. Yep. Um, I'm just gonna read back. I got dyslexia, so I'm trying to read these fast, and it's like screwing with my brain. Um. So, like, a piece of advice that you could give, like, not even young people, just people in general that are looking to get into the industry, not just as musicians mm -hmm. or producers or DJs or whatever, mm -hmm. just in the industry. Like, what's a piece of advice you could give them? Um, probably just stay true to you. Um, don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, just just make something you enjoy making, mm. and it'll find its audience. Um don't worry about pandering because like i mean that that might work out but that's not staying true to you so it's like you got to be real about why you're doing this and if it's just to make money or if it's just to be a trend like part of trends or whatever that's cool like do your thing um but if you want to get into a scene and really be rooted in it just bring something original to the table mm -hmm. yeah so do you find that people like because i know that's a huge thing in photography and videography is like oh it's a trend i'm gonna do this or do yeah. that right do you find that people that take that route don't last like do you find there's like a uh i think everybody has to do it at some to a certain degree at some point mm -hmm. like i think when you're getting into it like you're gonna look at the like the people that you idolize or the people you look up to you're gonna want to do that so that's the other thing is like there's nothing wrong with like doing the same thing somebody else is doing but you have to find your right your originality in it mm -hmm. right um because i mean in you know it's kind of like an exercise, right? Like you just got to keep working your creativity and your creativity. Just work it out, work it out, work it out until you figure out your comfort zone and what you're good with and, and all those things. So, yeah. Right. And then like you can take little aspects from all these different things, these different inspirations and bring them together to make your, you know, your creative or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just like eventually you have to, you have to hop off of it and do your own thing, I think. For sure. So, talking about inspiration and stuff yeah. and drawing inspiration from people who's um who's someone that you draw like the most inspiration from or like when you started not necessarily now because obviously mm -hmm. you have your own style mm -hmm. right but like when you started who was it like um like right when i started when i started it was like right at kind of the height of like like the post jay dilla era of like music mm -hmm. um and like people were going crazy for like things that were coming out after his death and I kind of just like got caught up in that and that was somebody who I just like I wanted to know everything about I wanted to listen to everything he put out I wanted to own all the samples he like records he used for sample like I wanted to have it all mm -hmm. um and that's probably who I like I said I wanted to be like and then eventually I just found my own lane and found my own sound and kind of stepped away from it but I still pull elements from from him and you know again Mad Lib not a bunch of these other producers or guys that I just I take little pieces from and it's like all right how can I put them together make yeah. my thing okay yeah 
So now your creative, your like your creative process, right? Yeah. I'm always intrigued by people's creative process because like my process is whack compared to some people's. And obviously, I'm a photographer, videographer. You're a musician, uh, like a producer and Mm -hmm. stuff, right? So you're obviously your creative process is going to be completely different. So what's yours look like going into, let's say, producing a song for somebody, right? Like yeah. the beat rate up to yeah. the end. Like what, what's that look like? So for me, like, I mean, a lot of my stuff is sample based, mm-hmm. right? So back in the day, it was a lot easier to find records that I hadn't heard before. Um, so I used to buy up as many records as I could, stack them up and just listen to records all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would just record clips um, into whatever I was using at the time, uh, MPC, machine, whatever I had for gear. I would just record into that. Um, so I would, you know, I'd rip 30 plus samples and then just, just start knocking them off, making little beats that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably like how I started, but now I've gotten to the point where I'll take like skeleton tracks. So it's just like, just maybe just a little piece of the sample, a little bit of drums or something. And then I'll take it to an actual studio and get guys to play over it, um, or add little things to it, or I'll send it off to somebody and I'll totally get, uh, to get them to add their stuff to it mm-hmm. and then get it back to me, right? Um, that's kind of what I do nowadays. Yeah. So it's changed quite a bit. <laughs> it has changed quite a bit. Um, it's still true. Like, I'll still, like, you know, I'll still listen to samples all day. Mm-hmm. It's just changed a little bit. Um, the sampling game is a little bit harder because uh, of, like, nowadays, especially with, like, uh, um, distros and stuff. They'll, like, t- like, to get your song uploaded or get your, like, the final product uploaded if it's got a sample in it they'll detect it with like a, a recognition software so it's a little bit harder to kind of like skirt around paying for royalties and that you know that that type of yeah. thing uh so now there's a lot more loops being made by other producers um samples being made by other musicians being you know bought by producers to make the beat so i do that sometimes too okay just out of necessity I'm not in a hub where I can buy, you know, hundreds of records all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, scrolling through your Instagram earlier, I noticed that you had, um, a photo up. Did you used to work at one of the record stores downtown? Backstreet records. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, not backstreet. Jesus. The I'm one gonna, on the, I'm going to get so much shit for saying that. <laughs> uh, second spin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was on the, the, one of the side streets there. Yeah. It was on York and, uh, yeah, just one of the, the ones by Jack's pizza there. So now what was that like? Like I was just getting to sit there and listen to music man, all day. That was like the perfect job. So I was in college at the time. Um, and I had been going there for a couple of years when they opened up. Um, but yeah, when I got into college, Chris, the owner, offered me a job there, and that was like the perfect job. So listen, listen to records all day, listen to them before they hit the bins too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just be able to spot things that I wanted. Um, and then I had a little studio behind, like there was like a false wall in the store, and then I actually had a little studio in the backside um, for a little bit. Okay. So I, I mean, there was times where I just wouldn't leave the place. I'd be there during the day. And then I'd spend all night there. I might yeah. go home to shower or whatever and then open the store back up. See, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. See, that's like a little snippet, like, yeah. you know. I met a bunch of people there, too, like lifelong friends, people that we, we get together and listen to records all the time, so, yeah. or go to record fairs together, so. They have, it, re- they have record fairs? They do. They I do. Uh, they had one this past winter in Fredericton for the first time, or I don't know if it was the first time, but in a long time. Yeah. Oh, And, uh. 
Moncton and Halifax usually okay. are where the big ones are at. So it's just like you go there and you can buy like a bunch of records because there's just tons there. Or like yeah, it's just whole... it's a it's a bunch of vendors. Okay. So I don't know, thirty-ish vendors uh, selling all kinds of stuff. It'll be curated, so different genres, different you know artists and things of that nature. Um, and then you go in there and yeah, you can just buy as many records as you can afford really see that's interesting i yeah. didn't know about these now yeah, yeah. now i want to go to one yeah yeah I they're pretty cool. cool they're pretty cool um so kind of getting a little i guess a little deeper um like mental health and stuff right like i like to i had someone message me i don't know it was a couple weeks back they're like i like your i like what you're doing and i like the episodes that have mental health in them mm-hmm. because it helps people right for sure you know uh and it's a super super important like uh topic i find yeah um i just lost the question oh right there (laughs) um so what's something that you can that that helps you deal with like mental health in the industry you know what i mean like because obviously every industry has some type of impact on your mental health yeah are you are you asking like what's a release or like how do i cope like how do you how, how does yeah, how do you cope? I guess yeah, that's the right. Uh, from a coping standpoint, it's it's difficult because it's a lot of BS. It's a lot of like egos. It's a lot of like moving parts too. Especially when it comes to booking live shows or anything of that nature. Like you're dealing with, you know, all kinds of different people that want different things. And like I don't know, I kind of just like step away for a bit. I'll leave town or I'll go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find peace in music. Um, so as much as the industry can be a headache, so to speak, like I, I do sit at home and just make music. Like that's something I'm, I'm going to do until I, you know, until I die. Cause it's something I have to do. I have to like get it out. I have to just do it. Cause that's the one thing I can, in my mind, I can control Mm -hmm. something that I'm building and something that I'm doing. And it's like, I can find peace in that. So you never get like to the point where you're like so frustrated but like with photography i'll use that as an example for me yeah um there's times where it's like like this weekend i went on like a little vacation and it was in my mind i was like i'm not gonna take a camera i'm not mm-hmm. gonna do nothing mm-hmm. i had the camera with me and i recorded and took photos of the whole thing mm-hmm. but i still enjoyed it you know yep. what i mean i think it was because it was more of a it wasn't like i have to do this for somebody yeah it's like i could just enjoy it for myself so do you ever get to the point with with that stuff where you're kind of fed up with it to the point you just don't want to listen to music or is like, yo, no, not listen. Like I'll always listen to music mm-hmm. every, everywhere, driving, cooking, whatever I'm doing, uh, working, I'm listening to music. Mm-hmm. Um, from making though, like, yeah, I might, I might step back from making for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I'm like having issues, like, you know, writer's block, beat block, you know what I mean? I might yeah. struggle with that, but I'm always going to be listening for samples or or new ideas or something like that so i may stop making beats for like a week mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm always listening to what's going on uh trying to find new sounds because that to me that's finding peace is doing that mm-hmm. right it's just like the people aspect that gets oh definitely <laughs> oh definitely like there's you know there's been a couple shows where i've before the shows just dealing with all the moving parts i had to step away and just be like i'm i'm unreachable don't call me yeah yeah so now like the places that you that they do shows at right is mm-hmm. mostly the cap is it or yeah, yeah. so the chrome there's a few yeah right is it upstairs or downstairs they usually have downstairs them? downstairs yeah okay and do you ever like dj any of the just like not like the shows but just dj for like the clubs so i do chrome uh i used to do it a lot more often i guess uh maybe we'll have to change that but 
Uh, I'm actually playing on August 19th, um, but I didn't play since February. So sometimes, like, I play quite often and sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Just kind of how the, you know, how how it rolls, I guess. But, yeah, yeah, definitely playing the club is crazy. Um, It's just, it's always crazy energy in there, so. Yeah, I don't really go out that much. So it's like when I do, it's like. When I, I used to go out when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, but for I sure. I just don't know more because I'm old. Right? Hey, man. But I go play pool and I've uh, seen, I've yeah, seen yeah. you playing uh, out there. I times. do patios. I do, yeah, I do patios and like um, smaller shows like that. Mm-hmm. But usually the club. Club or hip-hop shows. What's your favorite? Uh, oh, man. I mean, the hip-hop shows are true to who I, like true to me and like I enjoy doing them, especially because like, more often than not, I have a, a heavy hand in putting them together, uh, and I like seeing things work out. But the club is just, I can just, yeah, I can play bangers, and and the crowd loves it. And, like, uh, there's just something about the energy that's reciprocated between mm-hmm. me and the people that are on the dance floor. So I guess it depends what I'm trying to, like, fulfill i guess you yeah. know what i mean because like i'll leave the club and not sleep for four hours so i'll be up until 6 a.m because i'm just like super hyped you it's know like what i mean that dopamine high just like, definitely boom. definitely and i'm not even on i'm not even doing anything i'm just like so excited to be playing music yeah and getting that crowd reaction to the music that i'm playing see i think that's a huge part in just being in uh, any type of, any type of entertainer yeah right is really one to I guess it would be please the people, right? And that's yep. what, what you're doing essentially yep. is you're giving them the right music so they can feel good and dance and their their feel good and dance is wearing off on you, right? Exactly. So it's pretty cool. Um I already asked you that. What the frig? Why is that there twice? <laughs> um so some of the people you've worked with over the past like how long you've been doing this, right? Yeah. Um do you like What's the word, man? I'm just having <laughs> such a brain. It's all good. It's like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The ones that you kind of draw yourself more to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like the ones that you repeat customers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you have like a select few that? Oh, pro- yeah. I mean, like I got, they're friends. Mm-hmm. And at the end, or first and foremost, they're friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're guys that we are, you know, people that we go on road trips with, um, go to record fairs with, like these are people that I just hang out with in general. Yeah. Um, so people like Lenny Lisgar, Liam, uh, Monarch, um, those are like probably my go-tos, Sean, Shiggy Sean one. Those are the guys that like, we go on road trips together, we go to shows, or like I said, go to record fairs. Like I used to live with Sean in his basement. Uh, the rap mansion and we would go to record fairs and we'd go to Halifax for shows like we were just constantly doing things so those are guys that like I work with all the time yeah or as often as I can but they're also friends first right because mm-hmm. um, I think that's important so that being in the industry really kind of like yeah. helped that sense out finding friends oh for guess, sure right? I don't really have that many friends that I've made through the industry yeah, or yeah. like people I just talk to yeah yeah um, like Ethan's one of the ones it's crazy yeah uh, he's great he, uh, when he was younger, he reached out to me to do a shoot with him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And we did the shoot, and he was like, man, this looks, it looked like you're having fun. And it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, it is enjoyable, right? Yeah. And it's, I said, I, I told him, he was like, what kind of camera should I buy? And I was like, just buy like something that you can afford, something good. Yep. And I think he ended up buying 
the same body I was using at the time, which was uh, Lumix. And mm-hmm. I think he still shoots on Lumix, but he just yeah. GH5 or S something. Yeah. Um, but no, it's crazy. Uh, on my birthday, he he uh, he shared a, something that was like, big shout out to the guy that got me into it. And he nice. really like, you know, that's uh, it feels good for me, yep. right? In the sense of like, I've inspired somebody to kind of pursue it. <laughs> and... I always talk about like how saturated it is, like photography, such a saturated market, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to see like he has a niche Mm -hmm. and he's, he's good at his niche Mm -hmm. and it's nice to see like he came out and didn't try to mimic everybody. Right. He came out and did his own thing. Right. Yep. And I think that's like such one of the coolest things ever. And, uh, I love that he just shows out the stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on. He's there. He's ready to shoot. He'll shoot all the, all the events, all the shows. Um, he always wants to be a part of everything. So I, always, I, I think he's dope for that. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like just showing up is like a huge portion of the battle. Like if you want to talk about getting into the scene, mm-hmm. show up, Yeah, <laughs> don't sit at home and complain about not being in the scene, show up. Yeah. You know, and you might have to deal with the egos. That's just what it is. Like yeah. you might have, cause like, it's not that people are closed minded. It's just like people are probably in stuck in a routine mm-hmm. or whatever. Just get in the scene, go to shows ask to be a part of shows uh dm people you know yeah. what i mean i always i always found ethan was good for that yeah just showing out and being like i'm here i'm doing this and he's definitely gotten like really good yeah no yeah. uh i remember when he first started and he was he's always messaged me for questions and i'm that yeah. type of person that i'll always answer if i yeah. have an answer you know what i mean and i've been in the industry for 15 years like <laughs> yep. that's half of my life yeah i'm, yeah. I'm 30 so yep. i've been doing it for a hot minute and I enjoy when people message me and they're like, Hey, you know, like what should I get this lens or this lens? Or what do you, what's your, what's your take on this? And I don't know if you get that like in the music sense, always like like guys being like, Hey, I I use this right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? You know, always. And I'm always open to answer uh, people's questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not here to gatekeep anything. I think that's like, I don't know. It's kind of childish. It's kind of insecure. Yeah. Um, because you were at that point at one point, you know what I mean? Um, I think gatekeeping is crazy. There's uh, a lot of people that do it. I know. And and it's like, I, I don't get it. And and I think it's just insecurity because like mm-hmm. they don't want to see somebody get good or get close to where they're at. Yeah. But I'm like, I love it. You know what I mean? Because I want to see more people doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. Not to kind of like, I guess it would be, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a very humble person, mm-hmm. but I think, um, the ones that are good at their art form yeah. are the type that won't gatekeep. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like you're good at what you do. I'm yep. good at what I do. I answer people's questions. You answer people's questions. Mm-hmm. And same thing with Matt. Like when he was on, he talked about, I don't think he talked about it on the podcast, but yep. he did talk about it, you know, like guys messaging them and asking yep. questions. He's like, I'll tell them, yep. you know, whatever. Right. Yep. So, um, I think it's the ones that are, that think they're at a level yeah. where they're not. Yep. They're like, I don't need to tell you nothing. Right. I think that's horrible. And uh, kind of going back to Ethan, kind of mm-hmm. like going to the shows, it's cool that, you know, he doesn't look at it as a status level, right? That's the, the his enjoying the, the process of creating. Yeah. Which is huge, which is huge because too many people in, in all industries get to the point where they're like, I'm only going if this name's there. Yeah, yeah. Or, or if, if I'm this. getting paid this much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it's like, you got to enjoy what you're doing. It can't just be solely based on, you know, money and mm-hmm. whatever's going on. Right. Well, if you start, if you enjoy what you're doing and you're doing it and really enjoying it and doing a good job, that all comes. 
right? It takes time, but it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does show up. <laughs> it does show up. Yeah. 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 No, like 15 years in and I've, I'm just starting to find like my niche and stuff. And like I was doing boudoir for a while and then I, uh, I don't know if you've heard the story about me getting stabbed or me, no. stab, me stabbing myself on accident. What? Yeah. <laughs> I have a huge cut here. Uh, it's crazy. New Year's, New Year's night or New Year's Eve, I guess. Yeah. I uh, pulled a knife out of my pocket to put it in my pants pocket. Yeah. And yeah. It opened and it, oh, like, no. it caught me three inches deep. Dude. And uh, I, lo- I lost two quarts of blood. Hit Holy an artery. frig. Yeah. I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I grew up in a Christian home, right? Yeah, yeah. So after I was home, my grandfather came to the house and he was like, hey, where would you have been if you died? And I was like, oh. It's wow. Like, now I got to think about this. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, since then, I've been kind of pushed towards my faith more. Yep. So I used to shoot boudoir, yeah, yeah. which is like really lustful yep. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just cut that out. Yep. And uh, it was hard because it's one of them things that I made a lot of money at. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. So, and, uh, but no, it's finding my niche now is more like corporate stuff, right? Yep. I make big, yeah, yeah. big money with Oh, that. there's big money in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll pay it too. Yep. Even if you do a bad job, they're like, here's the money. Yep. Like, they're just happy to have it done. Yeah. Yep. And weddings. Yes. Stressful though. Weddings are super stressful, especially like, you know, DJing I find is like you could ruin the vibe really quick. Mm-hmm. One song yeah. and you can't stop that song halfway yeah. through because then it's yeah. even worse, right? Wed- weddings are stressful, but I enjoy them. Um, I know some DJs that just like don't take them. Mm-hmm. They say, no, I don't want to do it. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, man, that's easy money. Yeah. Like 80% of it is easy. Yeah. The 20% of it is dealing with like, you know, Hardcore requests and the drunk people, but I mean, you know, that's just like you know, you gotta have a good temper and yeah. have fun. If you're having fun at the event, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. So you do weddings? Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't advertise it because like I, there's like the stigma on like wedding DJs, um, but people that see me play mm-hmm. often will be like, hey, like I know somebody's getting it, and then it's just like it gets linked up that way. Word of mouth type yeah. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So like, have you done any this year? Like weddings? Uh, not this year. I got two in September. Okay. Like back to back weekend, so it'll be that's fun. A good month. That's how <laughs> this month. Well, we're in, still in July, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, my August is crazy. Yeah. I'm in PEI for a wedding. I'm here for a wedding. Um, yeah. Actually, I have two here for two here in August, mm-hmm. and I have a bunch of these episodes to record. Yeah. But I'm away on the fourth and fifth and sixth to Area Five Hundred Six. Yeah. For that festival. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen Billy Town in my life, and that should be good. Super hyped to see them. That should be really good. And I don't know if you know who the Beaches are. Like they're just kind of up. I and feel coming. like I do. They're, it's a girl band. Yes, you know yeah. they played uh, Canada Day uh, here. I don't even know, man. Like five, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're um, from Toronto, and yeah. their stuff is really good. Yeah. Um, but they're there in Crown Lands. It's a First Nations band. Okay, cool. Um, or group, I guess. It's yep. two guys. And what's crazy? I've never heard. I never heard of this. The uh, the drummer is the the lead vocalist, so like yeah, yeah. I think about that man, like the whole like yeah. jumping around while you're drumming. Yep. Yeah. I seen Anderson Pack play Jazz Fest, Halifax Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know what year it was. Um, it was like right as he was blowing up, mm-hmm. and that was a crazy performance. Like that guy is crazy energy and still drums. Yeah. And raps. It's like how do you have that breath control? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's or crazy. You'd be winded. Like that's a yeah. lot of work, right? And yep. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, what's an event or something that uh, you had to go through, right? Um, mm-hmm. That was tough. Mm-hmm. That music really helped. Um, probably just twenty twenty one as a year. Mm-hmm. 
I got diagnosed type one diabetic uh, in 2021, and I lost my grandmother as well, like basically month, like a month apart. Uh, and she was like my rock. She was 67 uh, when she died, so she was really young when I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was always around, so she was like a second mom. So that really, that was really difficult. And then like the whole like changing of lifestyle things that came with, you know, now being type one diabetic was crazy. Um, and just being able to like go back and, you know, listen to the stuff that I like listening to things mm-hmm. that bring me comfort, uh, or just making beats, you know what I mean? Just being creative to stay busy, keep my mind busy and kind of like not dwell on, you know, how my life was changing or like, you know, you know, missing my grandmother and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No grandparents are like one. I find, um, I lost my grand when I was, oh man. I think I was like 10, nine or something like that. Yeah. And like the same thing, like I was with her 90% of the time. Yep. And, uh, it's like after that, um, deaths don't really, I know this is probably <laughs> going to make me sound cold hearted, but yeah. I don't, I don't feel emotion yeah. around death no more. Okay. I think it's because it's like one of them things when you learn, lose someone so close to yeah, you, yeah. it's like nothing compares to right. that type of whatever. Right. That's fair. Um, but no, I've lost like great uncles and, mm-hmm. and stuff since then. Yeah. And I've only went to one wedding since, or one, <laughs> one funeral since yeah. hers. And, uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy how a grandpa, I find grandparents are one of the hardest people to lose for sure. For sure. Definitely. And it's like, like y- a relationship you build with them is, is different than a parent. Yep. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost like not better, but it's like you go to your grandparents for like, like they don't get mad at you. Right. (laughs) So you don't have to deal with that side of like, you know, the stupid things you do. They're not getting mad at you for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like your, your parents won't give you food or like cookie. You're like, I'm running over here. (laughs) (laughs) I think for the cookie. No, I had so many things like that. Like I remember my mom grounded me one time and I called my gram and I said, yeah, my mom's being mean to me. Can you come get me? (laughs) And she comes down and she's like, come on, Mace. And then my mom comes out and she's like, where are you taking him? He's grounded. He said you were being mean to him. <laughs> Still went to my grand's house. There you go. Got out of it. <laughs> yeah, no. But that's probably, yeah, th- that year in general was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, being diabetic and stuff, like, mm-hmm. with, with the, like, the music industry and stuff, like, you really have to pay attention. Like, the alarm went off earlier, right? Yeah. Um, like, shows and stuff. That's late stuff. Definitely. And, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like you really have to pay attention. You, yeah, you, yeah, you. It's self-managed, so you got to be on your toes at all times. Yeah. Um, that's part of the reason that, like, I try and avoid, you know, getting on anything, like getting, you know, smoking too much or drinking or whatever, like, because mm-hmm. that's, like, you lose track of yourself, and then you could lose track of this pretty quick. Yeah. Right? So um, shows is hard. Late nights is hard. Um, I find waking up is hard after a late night. Okay, I'm just, yeah. especially when I'm out of energy, I don't have that, like, Oh, you got extra 15% like dig, dig, dig. It's like once I'm out, I'm out. You yeah. know what I mean? So I do need to like rest. Um, so then like, like I said, playing clubs, I'm up until six in the morning. Right. Cause I'm just wired. And I'm so like, that next day you're, you're, Oh, it's a write off. Yeah. You're not doing nothing. No, I'm, I'm ordering food and I'm just watching TV, you know, chilling. Yeah. That's intense. Though. Taking care of myself. Yeah. Which is important. Definitely. Um, so are you, you're insulin dependent then? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to like. Yep. You, yeah. I got four shots. Oh, freak, yeah. yeah. I, my mom's insulin, uh, de- uh, not insulin. De- she uses uh what is it called? Ozempic. Yeah. 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 Yep. So she takes that once a week or something yep. like that. 
man that's scary stuff especially with the industry like mm-hmm. i can only imagine like how hard that would actually be yeah it doesn't doesn't help on the bad days like yeah. if i'm having a day where my sugars are just not going down yeah and i'm like you know short-tempered or like you know whatever and somebody's just blowing up my phone about something i just yeah i do get upset but it's on my phone i just don't answer it and i just put my phone down mm-hmm. right but it does make it difficult to like you know that headache of the industry yeah yeah okay and uh you were away recently weren't you was that like kind of like to step back and disconnect a little bit or were you away for uh i don't know i'm always i'm always away uh i, I travel for work okay. um so i go and do office installs around the maritimes um but i also travel for djing so i could have just been yeah out of town or like i do i do leave town as well though like i do choose to just go and get at it and and like on the weekend, I went for a hike. Just went and found a spot on the, on my on this app that I got. Yeah. And I said I'm gonna go do this, and you know I did in four kilometers, and I was, just felt good. So do you find that helps with like disconnect though? Like definitely. Kind of like realigning yourself. Oh, and for whatnot? sure. For sure. I I don't think it's intentional. It's just something that I feel like I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, through the diabetes things, like I've learned to really just listen to my body and not like question it. Yeah. So it's like if I if I in, in my brain it's like we're going for a walk or going for a hike it's like cool let's go pack up ready to go yeah so i approach my life that way as well as if something comes to my mind first thing i'm I'm like either gonna i'm gonna decide on it on the spot i may not like go through with it mm-hmm. but if something comes to mind i'm like damn should i do that it's like yeah let's do that okay so i find that helps me get out of the house and like disconnect for sure yeah yeah and that's good for mental health right definitely it's one of them things yeah um so that's all the question. Well, I have one more question, but this is, <laughs> this is a good question because I've never asked this before. And I'm, yeah. it was one of the questions I had in my question banks, right? Yeah. Um, what's a question that I didn't ask, right? That mm. you, you were kind of like, that you wish I would have asked that you have the answer for. Jeez. It's a thinker. <laughs> that is a thinker. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's hard. To, it's hard for me to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't even think of a question that I would want you to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, jumping back to the question we asked earlier yeah, about the working with people, right? Right. Yep. Um, shit. I didn't even think about it to be honest, but, <laughs> um, I'll be, I'll be cheesy and just say anybody that's like willing to work as hard as I am at doing it. Okay. I want you to match my energy when we're doing things. Which is important. Yeah. I mean, if you match energies, yep. then something crazy is going to come out of it, right? Definitely. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was super fun. Definitely. And super was, fun. I got to know you a little better. Definitely. That's the cool thing about these. Like, yeah. You get to, you kind of. You're meeting, you meet a bunch of people. Yeah. I've yeah. met a lot of people through this. Definitely. Um, anything you want to add? People you want to give a shout out to or. Probably just shout out everybody that's like making music in Fredericton across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that's being creative anywhere just do your thing you know what i mean um there's a lot of guys in fredericton people in fredericton that are that are working really hard and you know they want to do big things and you know i'm rooting for them um lenny's a lenny's an example kerr's an example mm-hmm. um these are guys that are just like fully dedicated to making the best art that they can right now yeah um and it shows so big ups to them big ups to everybody that's just showing out to shows doing shows you know being being cool and not being you know a dickhead and 
yeah. you know, spamming people in the DMs and stuff like that. So for sure. Yeah. And where can the listeners and viewers uh, find your find your stuff? Probably the easiest place is on Instagram, just because okay. I get the link tree and everything there, and yeah. I, I'm always updating that to link it to new projects and stuff. Okay. Um. So definitely Instagram. Uh. Frank underscore Mac underscore five zero six. Okay. Um. It's definitely the easiest place to find me. All right. Cool. And uh, I'll link that on the youtube video too Sweet. so people can find it there definitely um but once again thank you for coming on i Thanks appreciate for having it me. and uh all right guys see ya cool